Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Sullivan, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture reading is found today in the book of Hosea, chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. While you're finding your place, let me remind you that we are looking at uh, the thought of the neglect of cultivation in the life of a person. Uh, the theme for the whole chapter is the cultivation of obedience. Uh, Israel had not been cultivating cultivating obedience, then neglected this cultivation. And we said a lack of cultivation brings emptiness toward God. It brings enrichment and enterprise toward oneself in iniquity. They had taken the good things that God had given them and they had spent them on uh, evil practices on themselves uh, in a way that was not pleasing to God. Uh, the neglect of cultivation brings about uh, equivocation. It causes our hearts to be divided. Uh, many people say they love God and they care about God, while at the same time they let sin reign in their lives. Uh, the lack of cultivation toward God brings entrenchment in sin, in stubbornness and self-reliance, and in trusting in our own stature and our own strength and our own way. And so this is what's going on in the nation of Israel. But the lack of cultivation also brings uh, some endings. Uh, the elimination of some things uh, that we may uh, count dear and precious. Uh, these people counted some things dear other than the Lord. The Lord's going to take them away. They're going to be eliminated from their life. There's going to be an end. And there's always an end to sin. Now, I'm going to be jumping around in several verses in this chapter, but let me read the first two, and uh, then we'll talk about uh, the ending of uh, these things. Uh, Hosea chapter 10, verse 1 and 2 says, Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. So the first thing we see that is going to be eliminated, is going to come to an end, is their sin, their idolatrous, idolatrous practices, their idols, uh, the high places. It says in verse 2, Their heart is divided. Now shall they be found guilty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. These false places of worship, this ungodliness is going to be done away with. In verse 5, it says, The inhabitants of Samaria shall fear because of the calves of Beth Avon, for the people thereof shall mourn over it, and the priests thereof shall re that rejoiced on it, for the glory thereof, because it is departed from it. God is going to take away the idols uh, that are in Beth Avon, this calf. Uh, the calves that they had reared up uh, to bow down to. God's going to deal with that. He's going to get rid of them. In verse 6, it says, It shall uh, be also carried unto Assyria for a present to King Jerob. Ephraim shall receive shame, and Israel shall be shamed of his own counsel. And then in verse 8, it says, The high places also of Avon, the sin of Israel, shall be destroyed. So God is going to get rid of these places where these sinful practices took place. Then we see there's going to be an end to their sovereignty. In verse 3, For now they shall say, We have no king, because we feared not the Lord. 
What then should a king do to us? They're going to lose their sovereignty. They're not going to be able to rule themselves anymore. They're going to be servants to another nation. In verse 7, it says, As for Samaria, her king is cut off as the foam upon the water. Verse 14, it says, Therefore shall a tumult arise among thy people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled. As Shalman spoiled Beth Arbel in the day of battle, the mother was dashed in pieces upon her children. And then it goes on to talk about that as well in verse 15, about the king of Israel uh, being utterly cut off. And so the sovereignty is going to end. All their freedom, uh, they're, they're able to, to rule and to be ruled in their own kingdom, in their own lives is coming to an end. Sin has an end. I can't stress that enough. The sinful living and the pleasure and the bowing down to the false gods is going to come to a close. There is one God. There is one Lord. And if we don't worship Him, then all these other things that we're bowing down to are going to be taken away. Uh, there's going to come an end to their satisfaction, to their serenity. In verse 8, it says, The high places also of Avon, the sin of Israel, shall be destroyed. The thorn and the thistle shall come up on their altars, and they shall say to the mountains, Cover us, and the hills fall on us. Their satisfaction and serenity is going to be taken away. Uh, they're now going to be crying for the mountains to fall on them because this peace is gone. This satisfaction is gone from their lives. Verse 14, there's going to be a tumult arise among thy people. All thy fort fortresses shall be spoiled. And so we see their satisfaction, but also their security. Because God says, you've plowed in wickedness, you've reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. So now their security is gone. You've trusted in things that can't keep you safe. You've trusted in things that can't protect you. Now there's a tumult's going to arise and your fortresses are going to be destroyed. And the mother is going to be dashed in pieces upon her children. What a terrible sight and a terrible thought. That there's going to be a nation so barbaric that it's going to take the mothers and going to destroy the mothers by smashing them against the children. What a horrible picture. But this is where sin brings a nation to. And if our nation doesn't wake up, we're going to find ourselves overtaken by barbaric people that won't regard mother or child. It won't regard morality or righteousness or truth and ungodliness and rape and the ravishing of women and the destruction of children is going to take place in our land. We better wake up. We better turn toward the Lord. The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. America, we need to repent. We need to be like others that repented in sackcloth and ashes and call on the name of God and ask Him to have mercy upon our nation before it's too late. Would we repent? It's in our hands. Let's call upon the Lord right now. Father, would you help us as a nation to repent? Forgive us for our sin. Forgive us for killing babies 
in the womb. Forgive us for our immorality. Forgive us for falling down before false gods, for not cultivating obedience in our life, for going the way, God, that is harmful and destructive and trusting in our own selves, trusting in our own riches, trusting in our own, uh, Lord, uh, protection, security, our own strength, and, Lord, being satisfied with things that are not of God. Would you forgive us? Would you help us to turn back to you? Help us to look and focus upon the Lord Jesus Christ as the only hope of our salvation before it's too late. And we'll give you the praise if you'd help us and save that one nearest hell. And we'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, you may reach us at 207-899-7949. Or you may find us by going to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow, I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.